You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Cardinals for Tuesday, February the 1st of 2022. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show. Thanks for tuning in today and each and every day that you tune in and happy one year anniversary of the Nolan Arenado trade. Officially, at this time, on this day last year, it was announced. Baseball Reference has this day. It was officially announced again, as I mentioned, on this day a year ago. The Cardinals acquiring one of the game's best in Nolan Arenado. We're talking about it really for two days here on Locked on Cardinals. For those of you who are avid YouTube watchers, um, yesterday the Wi-Fi at my apartment went out. Um, so apologies for that. So I was unable to get a good enough connection to get on YouTube. However, we were on your favorite podcasting platform yesterday. That was a lot about Nolan Arenado, the steal of the deal that it was, financially speaking. And we finished up with talking about some managers and uh, whether or not they should be wearing full uniforms and numbers. So today we're going to continue that conversation about Nolan Arenado, the deal that was Talk about who the Cardinals gave up, kind of highlighting them a little bit more in segment two and segment three. Uh, talk about a Cardinals acquisition that they made, uh, signing some some uh, starting pitching uh, depth um, out of the KBO uh, a little bit earlier. So we'll be talking about that a little bit later. But we're going to start again w- w- with the one year anniversary of Nolan Arenado. I, I want to know, you know, because again, this is my first time on YouTube this week. So to say this again, I want to know how how you felt a year ago today. On, on YouTube now. So comment on the on the video. Let me know how you felt. What were your reactions when Nolan Arenado was first reported to be coming to the St. Louis Cardinals? I talked yesterday about the, you know, before it was reported, you know, when it, when it was just reported that, that the talks were starting. You know, the 28th, I believe, Rosenthal wrote a, Ken Rosenthal wrote a story. And how I kind of just shrugged it off as, yep, here we go again. We're just talking. Versus how I felt whenever, you know, the, the reaction whenever the deal was reported. And then now when the deal was made official a year ago today. So I want to know your thoughts as well on the YouTube verse out there. So be sure to drop a comment on the YouTube video. And if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do hit the bell to be notified when my videos go live for Locked On Cardinals. Uh, so I just want to know your thoughts because I, I talked about it yesterday. But this is a move that really altered the franchise and for the better. It elongated the the winning championship window and it made the the winning and the uh the possibility of winning that much higher in my opinion because Nolan Arenado I don't think there's a team out there that you put Nolan Arenado on that makes them worse <laughs> especially if the DH comes into effect then you just stick him as uh the the DH and you go from there but this this deal was one that the Cardinals again just kind of recap my thoughts yesterday this front office pulled off an absolute steal. It, it, it's a deal that, that even to this day, I'm sure a lot of Rockies fans are scratching their head thinking, how did our front office let Nolan Arenado go for what they did? And again, I said this yesterday, but I'm just going to say it again. That's all due respect to the players that I'll talk about today. Uh, but at the end of the day, the return was not as great for the Rockies. And they, they got some decent return pieces even. Uh, but again, Nolan Arenado just made this team so much better. And it was just a great fit from the get-go. And I talked about this a little bit yesterday. I want to hit on it a little bit more today. 
even, you, you know, just the intangibles of it, guy who goes out there, plays the game the right way, guy who goes out there, plays it hard, he can do a lot of things in the baseball field, hit and play defense, does, does it all, and just does it with a good attitude. You know, he, he's a proven winner, he's a grinder, he is somebody that, that just gets the job done, seemingly more times than not. Obviously, he did not hit above 500, so necessarily didn't get the job more times than not, but defensively, he got the job way more times than not done and made some plays that no other third baseman in major leagues can make, or at least a very few number of third basemen can make in the league. But I just remember the press conference and how relieved and how happy he felt um, to being a St. Louis Cardinal and, and to and of being a winner, because that's what Nolan Arenado, or being on a winner, winning team, excuse me, because that's what Nolan Arenado was able to to accomplish, he was able to being be a part of a winning team here in St. Louis, and at minimum, right, a winning franchise, and something that he has helped made um, a winning team since then, because he was able to help the team win a good amount of games and make the postseason. But again, just somebody that fit from the get go, and it, it was hard to see some of the players go, uh, such as Austin Gomber was one of the players that left, um, but. Again, just to kind of finish up the recap, if you will, on, on the Nolan Arenado, Nolan Arenado trade and my, my thoughts, you know, re- recap my thoughts from yesterday, I guess is what, is what I should say, is it was just another example of this front office pulling off a deal that just, just simply made the team better, w- without a doubt, right? And some and was able to do that without giving up the farm. They didn't give up a Libertor, they didn't give up a Gorman, didn't give up a Herrera, it, it, it was quite remarkable. I mean, the highest pro- they, they they give up, you know, at least according to the 2019 rankings, a top five prospect in the Cardinals system, but it wasn't a top 100, wasn't a top 50 prospect in terms of the entire prospect list, you know, across Major League Baseball, according to MLB.com at the time of 2019, and we'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit. Just a move that simply made sense. Let me know your thoughts. A um, little bit of a shorter segment one, just kind of recapping my thoughts from yesterday. If you missed the show, be sure to tune tune into it for my, my full thoughts on it um, about the Nolan Arenado side specifically, especially in the first segment of yesterday's show. So seg- segment number two is going to be kind of looking at who the Cardinals gave up um, and, and who, what they're doing now, how they're doing, uh, for lack of a better phrase, because a couple of them did have decent years and you know have some upside to it, but at the end of the day, there, there is one minute way, and before you yell at me, there's one minute way that the that you could argue that the Cardinals won or did not win this trade. I'll talk about that in segment number two. I don't agree with it, but there is again one tiny minuscule way when you can say, "Oop, they gave up. They, they shouldn't have given up given up this piece." But that reasoning is with the benefit of hindsight. And the benefit of retrospect and being able to look back and say, oh, we probably could have used this piece. Um, so, but again, that that is minute. It is small, but it's still worth talking about. But the players that the Cardinals gave up, in case uh, you forgot, you know, you didn't listen to the yesterday's show, whatever it was. Uh, it was Mateo Gill, Tony Loki, or Losi, excuse me, uh, Eluherius Montero, Jake Summers. Those were all minor league arms, or minor league players, excuse me, and Austin Gomber, who was the only player excuse me, with major league time um, at the time of the trade. And he ended up being a, a full-time, when he was healthy, a full-time starter in 2021 for the 
Colorado Rockies. Not an easy place to pitch out there in Colorado. So talk about all those names coming up uh, in, in just a little bit. But one, one, one more time, to fully recap my thoughts. And if you want my full thoughts um, on this aspect of the trade, because today is a little bit more about you know what the Cardinals gave up. But if you want my thoughts on the Nolan Arenado aspect and what he brought to the table, that's on yesterday's show. But it really comes down to Nolan Arenado simply being a great fit in St. Louis and the Cardinals seemingly pulling off the impossible by getting him for what they did. So talking about those names coming up here in just a moment. So I know it's February 1st, but I still want to encourage you all to stick to your New Year's resolutions, especially if that New Year's resolution was eating healthy or working out, because I have a solution for both of those options, and it's a Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes exactly like a candy bar. I would even argue it tastes a little bit better than most candy bars. Their Built Bars are covered 100% in chocolate. That's right, 100% real chocolate. And most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar that's got 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs with no protein or really any other health benefit. So be sure to grab a Built Bar anytime you even just want to substitute it for a workout because that's how healthy these Built Bars are. And there's so many flavors to choose from, whether it's coconut almond, raspberry, cookies and cream, double chocolate, which is my favorite, and many more. Check them out at Built.com. And Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what is new. And go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 right now, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 gets you 15% off at Built.com. This episode is also brought to you in part by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's, it's, it's almost impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. You've got to wait while the person behind the counter checks their specific database and they ask you intimidating questions. It's just too much. You have access to rockauto.com at home or on the go at your smartphone device. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Don't spend up to 100% more for the same parts. For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 for the chain store. That's $216 from Rock Auto. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. And also, be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Visit rockauto.com to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. They're at rockauto.com. Nolan Arenado, there's a slight argument, right? That he, or there is an argument, I should say, that he had a down year. I mixed up my thoughts there for a moment. Uh, that he had a down year. You know, there were a lot of career lows in offensive categories. Um, the, the average w- w- was down. The o- OPS was down. The slugging was down. The on-base percentage was down. Um, home runs were just a little down as well. 34 home runs, runs driven in low. But again, that's, you know, RBI is, is more of a process or a a, st- a statistic saying how many opportunities you had and those sometimes can't be controlled. Uh, OPS plus was just a tick down at well at 121. So there, there is an argument there. But at the end of the day, the defense plus the offensive complete package and the intangible fit of Nolan Arenado is what won this trade, in my opinion, for the St. Louis Cardinals. Because the just what he brings to the table 
can't always be looked at at a, at a baseball reference page or at the back of the baseball card. It's the intangible. That's something that you and I saw almost every day for 155 games, 153 when he played at third base. Uh, watching Cardinal baseball, the, the impact that he made, the plays that he would make that no other third baseman would make, let alone ones that the Cardinals have in their system. All due respect to those players, but you're not going to find Nolan Arenado's just growing on trees. Which is why it's so bizarre that, yes, it took one, two, three, four, five players to get him from Colorado. It wasn't an easy haul. It, it, it wasn't, it, it, it was difficult because it is five players, but it's not like you're giving up three of your top five or two of your top five. Very rarely do you get a player of Nolan Arenado's magnitude and don't overpay for him. The Cardinals didn't pay for him last year, financially speaking at all, and did not overpay for him in terms of personnel. Because the players that they gave up didn't hadn't made a um, hadn't made an impact yet, other than Austin Gomber at the major league level. For example, Mateo Gill started playing rookie ball for the St. Louis Cardinals organization in 2018. Never really put it together across three seasons at the minor leagues. 253 batting average, 384 slugging, 17 home runs across 192 games. Uh, plays short, third, and second base overall. Ha- never really had a breakout year. His best year, arguably, was uh, part of 2019 uh, when he hit 270, hit seven home runs across 51 games uh, for Johnson City. Rookie ball for the St. Louis Cardinals at that time, rookie ball um, affiliation. Hasn't even had that great of success um, at the winter ball that he's played. So, Mateo Gill, you know, you're not losing sleep over having to trade him for Nolan Arenado. Tony Losier, or Loki, I apologize, I don't know how to pronounce that name. Uh, L-O-C-E-Y. Uh, I'm going to go with Tony Losey for the rest of the way. He was drafted, he was a third-round draft pick of the St. Louis Cardinals from the University of Georgia. Had a decent season, or two decent seasons in Georgia, uh, a decent summer in 2017, according to BaseballReference.com. But with the Cardinals in 2019, um, with Peoria in 10 games, he had a 6 ERA, gave up a home run, gave up 12 runs total, 15 hits across 15 innings. And then even for uh, the Rockies, he had a decent year, 25 games, 10 starts at uh, the A affiliate in Fresno for the Rockies. He was 3-0, had a 3-4 ERA, so it's a decent year, 64 innings pitched. Again, 10 starts, 27 overall appearances. But once again, not somebody you're losing sleep over, even though it was an arm. Jake Summers, a reliever, drafted out of the University of Wisconsin in Milwaukee. His only year with the Cardinals, he played in 12 games, 10 of those were starts. 4-18 ERA across uh, rookie ball in 2019 at high a ball this most recent year for Colorado 25 games none of those were starts he had a 5.59 ERA at a 1.65 whip so that's not good giving up 10 hits for every 9 innings so those three players and again all due respect I'm not trying to completely disrespect them or anything but those three players really amount to not a whole lot in terms of what you gave up you're really in my opinion really okay with giving up those three players in any package for Nolan Arenado. The the two quote-unquote big names that the Cardinals, again, quote-unquote lost in this this transaction that might come back to hurt you are Austin Gomber and Elihurius Montero. 
Montero was, according to MLB.com, the Cardinals' fifth best prospect in 2019. In he had a decent years overall. He was at that time in 2019. Uh, he was fifth um, behind guys Dakota Hudson, Andrew Kisner, Nolan Gorman, and Alex Reyes. Those were the top five in 2019. And even when you move on to 2020, you look at the top three. Montero um, isn't even on there. Um, in 2020, again, according to MLB.com, is not a top 30 prospect um, in 2020, but in 2019, he was top five. And he had a decent season for Colorado. Um, at their double-A, across 92 games in Hartford, he hit 279, a 362 on base, 523 slugging. That's um, 22 home runs across those 92 games, 28 games at AAA Albuquerque. 278, once again, right there, 278, 279. Slugged 546 at an own base of 355. Hit um, six more home runs. So across two levels, double-A and triple-A, 120 overall games, 500 plate appearances. He did hit 28 home runs, had 20 doubles. Hit 278, slugged 529, an OPS of 889. So Ontario did, he had, it's not even arguable, he had the best year. Even and that list is going to include Austin Gomber, who I'll get to in a moment. He had the best year out of anybody the Cardinals gave up. Cardinals, he started playing professional ball for the St. Louis Cardinals um, at the age of 16 in 2015. Again, never had a huge breakout year. 2018, he did hit above 300, but then 2019, he was back down below 200. Fall League, he didn't do so hot in 2019. So somebody that still, even though he did hit 28 home runs in 2021, in the floor in the winter league that he's playing in right now, uh, 221 the batting average across 38 games, and just two home runs, and he's slugging 307 OPS of 605. So still, the the results are TBD even on him clearly, but he is the one minor leaguer that the Cardinals might say, "Oop, that was tough." The the reason I said before the the last. Segment that there's a minute argument as to um, the Cardinals losing this trade, and again, I don't even think it's close. But just a thought that came into my head when I was writing this: Austin Gomber had a 4.44 ERA in 2018, 29 games, 11 of those starts. Didn't appear at the major league level in 2019, and 29 innings for the St. Louis Cardinals in 2020. That's four starts, 14 overall appearances. He had a 1.86 ERA, gave up just 19 hits across those 29 innings, just one home run, struck out 27, so not a lot of strikeouts. He did walk his fair amount, as pretty much any Cardinal did in 2020. But an ERA plus of 2.27, minute sample size, I get that. But he was effective for this Cardinal team in 2020. He was. I was always an Austin Gomber fan, was rooting for him. In 2021, things didn't go his way. wasn't always healthy. Uh, 23 starts, uh, nine and nine on the year, four five three ERA, 115 and a third innings pitched. His ERA plus was above average. It was 105. Struck out 113. His walks per nine were the lowest of any uh, season in his career. Gave up a few more home runs, but that's expected in, in cores. But his WHIP was still respectable at 1.2. So I'm not saying that losing Austin Gomber is the worst thing that's ever happened to the Cardinals. But food for thought, an interesting discussion topic when you're looking back at this trade, Austin Gomber would 
have been nice. There's no denying this fact. He would have been nice with all the injuries the Cardinals dealt with in 2021, especially from the pitching standpoint. He could have been a common presence. And again, who, don't know, who knows? Maybe he would have fallen into the trap of walking everybody like Daniel Ponce de Leon and John Gant. Okay, I get that. That is a very real possibility. But also, it's an arm to have that the that, that Cardinals otherwise didn't. Now, again, that is the minute argument that you would have liked to have Austin Gomber for pitching depth in 2021, and it hurt that you didn't. Again, it probably would have hurt you more to have Matt Carpenter at third base instead of Nolan Arenado and still have Austin Gomber and all these minor league players because I don't foresee any of these minor league players developing into any huge stars. Um, Montero, again, had a really nice 2021. He's the only one that you might think later, ooh, but at the same time, look at what the Cardinals got. Nolan Arenado. So I, I spend all this time talking about who the Cardinals gave up and what they're doing now and how they did just to show you still, one year later, it's still an absolute win that the Cardinals traded for Nolan Arenado. And quite frankly, I don't foresee it going any other way. You know, the Randy Rose Arena trade that I talked about a couple of weeks ago, you know, that was one at the time that was, eh, we'll see. A year later, huge win for the race. Oh, what a fleece. You got Randy Rosarena, the best postseason hitter of all time for a year. Oh, what a steal by the race. You fast forward another year, and now you're thinking. Because, yeah, Randy had a really nice year, but you look at the ability to bring in Harrison Bader as your full-time center fielder. And if Matthew Libertor is able to progress nicely, you got Jose Martinez off your, uh, off your roster, occupying spaces in the outfield and at first base. So it was. it's different year to year. This Stolen Arenado trade, even if by some wacky circumstance or happenstance, Nolan Arenado opts out after this season. And I don't think it's going to happen because there was an extra opt-out. Um, I, I, th- th- there's just no way for me to... Th- that, that would, for example, if he opted out, that would be the only way that I would start to doubt whether or not this was a win. The only way. But again, you look at the players that they gave up. Wasn't a whole lot. Wasn't anything that jumps off the page yet. I had to pre- dig pretty deep to see you know, what those players did. It's not like any of them stole headlines in 2021. And you think of the fact that the Cardinals got Nolan Arenado for a year for free. So even if they pay $35 million this season for Nolan Arenado, which is what he's owed, and then he opts out, you got Nolan Arenado for two years and you paid for him for one. There are very few, and again, this could come back to bite me because wilder things have happened, but knock on wood, there are very few things that will happen in the future, in my opinion, that will cause us, as, as cardinal, you know, cardinal follower or cardinal fan, that will cause anybody to say, "Yep, Cardinals lost that trade. They shouldn't have traded for Nolan Arenado." Even a year later, the outlook on this trade remains the same, almost as it did the day of the trade, which is extremely rare. It's a move that will, I think, go down in history, um, or at least in the, in the. Years to come, for many years to come, it will go down as a move that 
the Cardinals won, no doubt about it. So let me know what you think about it in the comments section. One official year of Nolan Arenado. Uh, had a discussion over the course of the last two days. Yesterday was a little, a little bit more on the Nolan Arenado side and the um, started the, the trade discussions about like you know who they gave up and how that was a good steal. Uh, and then today, finishing up that second point as well as summarizing the first point. So super fun. I enjoyed talking about it. I hope you enjoyed listening to it or watching it. On YouTube, again, if you're on YouTube, drop a comment to your reaction, your thoughts on the Nolan Arenado trade. It's officially now, one year later, February 1st. Uh, but we're not done yet today. We're still going to talk about a move that the Cardinals made. It's the lockout, but hey, we have a move to discuss on this Tuesday, and it's Aaron Brooks' minor league invite to spring training. Talk about that move in just a moment. But first, there might be less football being played, but betonline.net has way more odds and info for this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props, to whether the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline remains your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and player favorite games. BetOnline is where the game starts. Cardinals announcing on Twitter that they have made a move. And again, it feels weird um, to, to even talk about a move happening um, in the middle of a lockout, but they uh, shared it yesterday uh, that they signed Aaron Brooks to a minor league contract uh, with a non-roster invite to spring training. Um, across two seasons for the uh, Kia Tigers and the KBO, Korean Baseball Organization, he went 14-9 and with a 279 ERA, 185 strikeouts, and 36 total starts. So I'm going to start with the positive thing, positives here, in that Brooks, at minimum, provides depth. 31 years old, been around the block a little bit, um, you know, probably a little bit more, a little bit more, either definitely a little bit more mileage. And when you look at his Major League Baseball stats, you won't believe this statement, but a little bit more of a proven asset. Um, you know, Miles Michaelis came over from overseas uh, after taking, after having pretty bad years in the major leagues and turned his career around, turning it into a lucrative contract for him. I'm not saying Aaron Brooks is going to do the same thing. He, I think Brooks was definitely signed as more of a, um, more of a, not an insurance piece, but more of, wish more depth for the Cardinals to have with, again, with an option to make the major league roster. And again, his major league totals, not good. Four seasons, nine and 13, um, a 6.49 career ERA across 170 innings, ERA plus of 67. His highest ERA plus was 81 for um, Oakland and Baltimore. Spent time in Oakland, Baltimore, and Kansas City across his major league career from 2014 to 2019. Mainly a starter, but a couple of relief appearances in there as well for Brooks. But he was mainly a starter um, for the Tigers in the KBO. Um, so he provides a little bit of starting pitching depth. And in 2020, he averaged 6.57 innings pitched per start in 2020. So uh, about six, just under six and two-thirds overall. And last year in 2021, he averaged six innings pitched. Um, again, that's according to the KBO uh, website. 
Um, three and five this most recent year, 13 games started, um, 78 innings pitched. Uh, the year prior to that, he had a 2 5 ERA, 151 and a third innings pitched. Um, so he did drop off just a little bit. But 229 and a third innings over at the KBO, struck out 185 batters, only walked 40. Um, 14-9, as I mentioned, in a whip of 1.15. So that's pretty respectable if you take the average there. Uh, so Brooks, I think, will provide just a little bit of depth and another option for the Cardinals to consider moving forward in 2022 as they look at their pitching options. You know, maybe if they're not able to land a Joe Kelly or Ryan Tapera or any bullpen help, Aaron Brooks could possibly serve as the bullpen help that the Cardinals are looking for. However, there was a report on MLB trade rumors that the Cardinals will be looking to sign some impact arms when this lockout is over. And that is still wildly, and I mean wildly, up in the air as to when that will be. But we will roll on here on Locked on Cardinals. We are looking to have Ethan Smith of Locked on Pirates on the show um, at some point this week, either Wednesday or Thursday. So be sure to tune back for that. Um, and if you guys have anything you want answered, you can always email the show at lockedoncards.gmail.com. Drop a question in the YouTube comment section. Um, DM me on Twitter at LJFastball. DM the show on Twitter or Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Um, and we'll get your questions answered, maybe even make a whole segment out of it as well. But until I talk to you guys again, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.